Yo, 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 how's everyone doing today? We're back for another EP. This is Shisha Talks 44. 44. When I think of 44, I think of Jay-Z. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know enough. Yeah, I don't know either, man. Just four and four just feels like it's a Jay-Z Illuminati something number, you know? Jay-Z Illuminati? Well, Jay-Z is like the kingpin of Illuminati. This episode's gonna get crazy real fast. Yeah, real crazy. I mean, I think of the 44 Club, but that's like a small niche. Yeah? Uh, What's the 44 Club? So it's, um, there's these three guys in Australia, and they just drop stuff off a 44-meter high tower. What? And they do a bunch of random-ass things. So it's like, they're in, like, the middle of Australia, and they're just, they just... They also travel and have dropped stuff off dams and stuff like that. <laughs> like they, you know, they've made basketball shots like from the top of a dam. Like they've set like oh, world records. Oh, I know for what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen so those on like Vine, TikTok. And yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the 44 Club is like they're they're following okay, essentially because okay. well, like the tower that they dropped stuff off of that they started their channel with is 44 meters tall. So interesting. And they're sponsored by Jay Z. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This episode is even sponsored by Jay Z. This episode is sponsored by Shisha Don. Dot com. Dot com. You already know what it is. <laughs> Without further ado, I'd like to introduce our special guest. Obviously, you got uh, Mo and Ajay here. And then on our far right or left, depending on what the camera shows, we have uh, AKA Dr. Strange. Just kidding. We got uh, <laughs> Eric here, but you know, I had to use that Dr. Strange. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. How about no, you guys? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yo, you just got right into it. You know, this guy's like, damn, I'm ready for this. So it's nice. 100%. Uh, before we get into it, yo, what are we smoking? Uh, what are we smoking is is the is the motive. So right now on the the clear OG shisha box, I'm just gonna take a quick puff here. Wow, that's good. We're smoking uh, grapefruit mint, uh, topped off with my favorite space smoke flavor, Beachy King. Yeah, you know. And then on this bad boy, the Black Series, we are smoking uh, Adela Love, which is like a six flavor mix. Um, I think one of them is like honeydew, and then the rest is a mystery, I guess. You say. <laughs> I don't know. When you take a puff, bro, what do you, what do you, what do you taste? I know you're not a shisha logist. Oh, I can't even pronounce the word, but shishaologist. Yeah, shishaologist. <laughs> but what do you, what do you taste when you take, take a hit? Just straight up deliciousness, man. This is yeah, that's, amazing. That's definitely what it is. That's why I like it. I'm like, it's 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 bomb. What is it? I'm like, I don't know. It's love. You know, you ever been in love? That's what love tastes like. Yeah, a little bit. Straight up. But uh, yeah, we're smoking freely. This is EP44, if you didn't know earlier. So What's crazy about the doctor we got over here is actually, he's he's been, maybe not on camera, but he's been part of our Shisha journey. Yeah, oh yeah. For a very long time. 100%. Actually, I'm glad, glad you brought that up. This man was one of the main... Like supporters when we first launched our business before it even was a business, Shisha Cup and damn yeah four years later man and now you're on the talks there was no talks four years ago yeah right so yeah. now you're on the talks but you're you went from smoking the cup now you're smoking the box I'm not gonna tell you how you feel I just, you know, <laughs> how does it feel actually you know? I mean it's it's surreal to see how far you guys have come like see see how much like this business has really just blown up like it's very impressive and I appreciate honesty, it man no I appreciate it man sick it's uh it's no nice. like supporters like you man right in the beginning that helps because like you know Shisha Cup was a starter product we loved it but obviously from like a customer's perspective you know we get we understood the pros and the cons comments. of our product and I think we've spoken about this before, like yeah. whatever feedback 
you you were one of the people who gave yeah, us like, a lot of guys, feedback. Before you guys even came out with the box, I remember you reached out to me and you were just like, what are some things, if we were to make a second product, what kind of things would we do? Like, what would you like to see in the new product? Yeah. yeah. So I gave you my list of ideas. I know you probably were crowdsourcing that information from other people too. So. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the main thing was stability. Yeah. And that's where the box came up. And obviously, you already know everything about the box. You know, yeah. Yeah. Sit here and tell <laughs> yeah, like box. episode forty four. Yeah. So the box guys, <laughs> yeah, so maybe you know, maybe thirty episodes ago we talk about the box, but the box is there's there's new products on the way. Uh, first first uh, product that's actually on its way is the shisha scope. It's, a, it's a telescope hookah, um, also in the black series and in the new series called the ocean blue. Ocean blue. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And those, uh, we should be smoking those right now, but you know, life is all about patience. So next EP, you're going to see us, uh, well, maybe you can see us smoking the scope. But yo, enough about the, t- uh, about the shisha. Yo, I know that's all I talk about. That's my, my go-to. That's, that's all I, I guess that's all I ever known. <laughs> you know? You know? But uh, straight up. We're here to talk about a guest. Now let's talk, let's, you're a doctor, bro. Well, soon to be your... No, I'm a doctor. I've graduated. I oh, have right. the MD. I have the degree. You have the, it, it wasn't if I was on bated breath for a while. Is it framed? Not well. Actually, yes and no. So it's still in like this um, this big, really cool folder that my school sent it in. Um, but I haven't actually put it up yet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wait probably until I'm in residency or have my own office or something 100%. like that, and then frame it. In. That's a low key flex, you know. That's a big ass goal, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Not a lot of like, people yeah. get to do it. <clears throat> and like. Hats off to you, bro, for like, you know, getting through it, getting it done. And now, you know, all you're really waiting for is a job. And that's the easiest. Well, yeah, that's that's an easy. (laughs) I mean, I mean, it's easier than it's easy finding a job than doing the course. I guess like my perspective, in my view, what it like reminds me of is like when we started undergrad. Mm -hmm. Right. And most people who want to be doctors, you know, you'll take like science degree like biology or something and those started class in first year there's like 300 400 people you know and so many of them want to go to med school and then by the time you know everything goes down a couple years down the road that number from 300 is going to probably be like i don't know yeah i mean heck when i started undergrad i didn't even want to go to med school Yo, I, I wanted. I actually wanted to go to med school. That was that was my goal. Oh shit! Undergrad originally. Okay. So that actually all changed when you and I went on our Vita trip. Oh yeah. And so when we did that, um, that's when I realized I fell in love with medicine. Just like actively, just providing medical aid to the impoverished people in Nicaragua and um, Costa Rica was phenomenal. I was absolutely jazzed about it. Like I came home from that trip, and my parents were like, "You were literally bouncing off the walls." With how excited you were when you came home. And that's that's actually a good thing because when you pick a career, you want you need to love what you do. Mm-hmm. If you don't love what you do, you're gonna be miserable all your life. Like, yeah. That's yeah. why I don't work for anyone. I'll tell you right now, you know? <laughs> so the fact that you know your parents were saying you're bouncing on the wall how excited you were, it just shows that this was the career path for you, you know? The passion was there. Yeah, and yo, like I said, hats off to you. If I had a hat, take it off right now, bro. That's off to me. <laughs> nice t-shirt, man. Oh, thanks. I wonder where I got it. Damn. This uh, guy's wearing the limited edition OVO gold <laughs> shisha box t-shirt. Just, you know, sometimes we we bedazzle. Oh, that's a nice tee, man. I remember I wanted that for myself, but I'm like, you know, I know someone will wear that more than me. <laughs> this guy. 
Here we are. Yeah. So you did your medical school where? I did my medical school uh, on the island of Grenada. Cool. Um, and so when I was applying to medical schools, I applied all over. I applied to some Australian medical schools. I was getting applications ready for Irish medical schools, and I applied to some Caribbean medical schools. Oh wow! And so um, the only Australian medical school to get back to me was actually University of Queensland. Um, Where's that? Uh, that one's in Australia, so oh. it's on the east coast of, of Australia. Um, Bro, Australia, like as far. Yeah, well, no <laughs> shit, dog. Yeah. side of the world. <laughs> my, my, my neighbor is a lawyer, and he took uh, law school in Australia. Yeah, yeah, that's and an option you can definitely do for sure. So that's that's why he told me it's very far. Yeah. <laughs> would you have liked to go there? Uh, it would have been it would have been definitely really interesting to see like a whole. Like a completely different side of the world, essentially, because I've never really been to the southern hemisphere. Yeah, isn't it weird to think of like the southern hemisphere? Like, there's just different yeah. shit happening. Like, in the I've literally hemisphere. never been to the southern hemisphere. Only yeah. like everywhere I've traveled, it's always been. Isn't the toilet hemisphere. spin the opposite way or some shit? I think that's actually a myth. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. When the toilets now they just go like straight down, right? So yeah. They don't, yeah, even, they don't even swirl, swirl bro. They just. Pull, pull, pull. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I had you know I had an uh, I had an interview with the uh, University of Queensland, and because it was my first medical skinner medical school interview, I absolutely bombed it. Was that like it was awful? Um, so then when St George's uh, University reached out to me mm-hmm. um, for an interview, I kind of knew what to expect, and I went in, and I guess I aced it because they brought me in. So they did actually uh, want me. They recommended I take. Um, one term of kind of pre-clinical studies just to mm-hmm. really test um, my knowledge, make sure Seems I was like able, I would be able to keep up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> make sure I'd be able to keep up with like other medical students going into the field because I'd, I'd never, um, <coughs> despite my best intentions, had taken a psychology course. My only exposure to psychology was studying for the MCAT, um, which is a big shame because I actually loved, that was my favorite part of Subject. studying. Oh, wow. was, was my favorite subject was psychology. It was just absolutely fascinating for me. What's a psychology topic that you find very fascinating? That's a good question. I would have to say probably the different personality disorders. Okay. Is, is probably my favorite because it's something that doesn't really... <coughs> a lot of them don't really require um, pharmacological care. It's mm-hmm. a lot of Pharmacological means like drugs. Drugs, yeah. Okay. They, don't, they don't require like you're not really writing those people a lot of scripts. Now some some do. Some can um, use uh, prescription medicine to help, um, but mainly it's just a lot of different therapies. Okay. So it's like you're you're seeing them as making sure everything's going well with therapy, and then if you also want to go the therapy route with psychology, you probably can. But typically, if you're having your own practice, you usually have a therapist in house that okay. can help. Oh wow! So, like, what's the difference between someone and someone who's just trying to take care of like their mental health and somebody who actually has like a personality disorder? Someone who's just trying to take care of their mental health or has somewhat deteriorating mental health has noticed <coughs> some impact on their life. They're they're noticed they're not living the same quality of life that they used to live. Okay. Um, typically, people that have a personality disorder. Um, don't really have a baseline of normal or whatever that they can remember. 
so it's it's so bringing so doing going through therapy and bringing them up to that bringing them or back to normal quote yeah. unquote um, is is kind of the goal okay um, so yeah neat um, I have a quick question. Yeah. So we're talking personality disorder. Would an example be, so for example, for me, mm-hmm. um, I'm around a lot of different people all the time. So like when I'm with my boys, I'm me, right? Like RJ knows like a straight up guy, you know, I don't beat around the bush. But when I'm with like, for example, my lawyer, I'm a completely different person. I dress differently. I, I act in a certain way. Would that be considered a personality disorder? Or? No, that's actually just a basic normal human function. Yeah. Um, depending on what friend groups you have, you yeah. actually interact differently mm-hmm. depending on who you're with. And so there's this old saying that you are... Who you surround yourself with. Exactly. Yeah. Who you surround yourself with. But that, that can go for many different friend groups. So you mm-hmm. actually interact differently depending on what friend groups you're with and I've actually had this I had this pointed out to me because I did the same thing yeah um like way back in high school um I had a couple different friend groups and then sometimes they'd overlap and I'd have some friends point out they're like you're a totally different person hanging out with these people than you are with us oh I could agree to that (laughs) what's going on with that I'm like I don't know these people just it's just something it's it's just an adaptation 100% kind of help fit in that's just a normal I I agree with that because uh like you're saying back in high school, like I hung out with a bunch of my boys who respectfully were bad influencers. And I guess maybe that like took a toll on me. And the way I acted with them was completely different from the way I acted towards another friend group, right? Where like another friend group, I'm a nice guy, you know, I'm very respectful where these other guys, you know, I guess you could say we're act ups, <laughs> you know? Like that's the best way I could say it. And then I, it took some time to realize it until I'm like, oh damn, like, what the fuck, <laughs> you know, yeah. right? Cause, and then, like you said, we over, like one day we were having a birthday party, someone's birthday party, had that group of friends there, that group of friends there, and like, it was just weird, we were all together, and like, I was acting the way I thought I was acting, but like you mentioned, one of my friends is like, yo, like, I never seen you act like this, I'm like, what do you mean? He's all gangster and shit, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no man, this is normal, like this is, I'm like, well, I grew up with these guys, this is how I am, but. I guess like I change, but again, the best thing is like you change, you know, you're not going to be the same person every day, you know, like, yeah, maybe your routine will be the same, but like you change through time, you grow, you grow up, you, you know, you, some habits change into different habits, right? Yeah. That's, that's all I got to say. No, for sure. (laughs) Even when I was doing my master's, like all my stuff that I post, I don't really post anything from my studies. Because, like, A, part of it is, like, you know, intellectual property shit. Yeah. So, I can't really post that, right? So, like, people just think, like, oh, this guy's just, you know, smoking shisha all day and just hanging out and partying. Like, dog, it's like a 10-second clip on my Instagram story. It's going to disappear in 24 hours. But not just that. You let people see what you want them to see, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and that's why, especially in the world of psychology, like, they are really trying to get people off social media just because it has such negative... Um, I agree. Like detriments, really yeah. To, I agree. To the human Trust me, I agree. Because if everybody's seen the best of everybody else's oh, yeah. life, it's gonna make them feel worse. Oh yeah. yeah. Even because it's like no one's gonna show the bad stuff. Exactly. And a great example I could show you. I won't even like mention names. Uh, a, a colleague of mine. 
Um, this is when like one of the new iPhones came out, not the 12, maybe the 11. And he was just like flexing the 11. And then he was like, if you can't buy it twice, don't buy it. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then like I hung out with, right? And then like I hung out with the guy and then he was using like a four-year-old iPhone. So let's say it was an iPhone 11 that he was flexing. And then he was using like the iPhone 8. I'm like, yo, I thought you had the 11. He's like, yeah, I did, bro. But I had to, I had to sell it. You know, I had to make the money and stuff. I'm like, oh, oh cool. I'm like, okay, but I'm like, and then that's like you're mentioning because like, the view, the perception. Yeah, the perception, yeah. right? And it's like, oh, it makes sense because, like, obviously you don't want to, I don't know, you don't want to flex something you don't have or you, I don't know. It's just... Well, it's almost the same like buying a car, right? Yeah, oh, 100%. Some people will buy, like, super expensive cars just to, like, flex a little yeah. bit and then have to turn around and sell them in three months because yeah, exactly. they can't actually afford the upkeep. <coughs> yeah. Because a lot of the car expenses aren't in paying for the car, it's paying to keep the car running. I agree, 100%. It was like... The, one, the only one thing that I ever learned from Dr. Phil. <laughs> Dr. Phil, eh? And he was just like, yo, people... I, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but he was like, people, like, compare their own persona, right? With somebody else's persona. Oh, yeah. But that's a projection, mm-hmm. right? So you don't know enough about what's happening with the other person no. to really make a judgment call on what that affects you. Right? Yeah. But you end up doing it because that's all you know. But yeah. if you're more aware that that's what's happening, you know, that's then, the same thing with my business. People yeah. think with Shisha Dawn, that's who I am. It's part of who I am. It's yeah. not fully who I am. I let people, like people know certain, or I let like, what's the right word? I let people act, like give access to, yeah, to certain, a part th- of you. yeah, a part yeah. of me, right? And. I remember like one of my friends is like, yeah, it's like, that's who you are. I'm like, yeah, it's a part of who I am. I'm like, but you don't know, you don't know everything. You don't know 80% of me. I'm like, that's my business. That's what I share. I'm like, and like the best example I'll give you. I'm like, well, I have a personal Instagram. Do you see me share anything on that personal Instagram? For example, no, I'm a very low key person, you know, but with my business, I can't, you can't be low key, you know, and that's the perfect example. I'm like, I use this platform to share what's trending so like for example like what's happening in afghanistan yeah. palestine lebanon haiti nigeria turkey and so on and where am i personal i don't share nothing and it's nothing personal it's just it's my personal you know yeah, yeah, yeah. right like i get it i have that platform but like compared to like okay i have my personal has like three four hundred followers compared to the business page that has 13 followers 13k followers 13 followers yeah, 13, <laughs> yeah, 13, 13. <laughs> big flex, big flex. <laughs> such a big flex i almost ripped my shirt <laughs> where like i'm like okay well if i'm sharing it at this platform i'm getting way more aware awareness than i am sharing it on my personal yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah so yeah i feel like i don't know social media man is is a disease it is it's, you know? it's kind of a blessing and a curse because it has improved it has its communication yeah. mm. but it's the the downsides to it are starting to outweigh the benefits oh yeah yeah, yeah. so like even even with facebook and instagram now too i don't like i don't have facebook on my phone i just have messenger and i use it to yeah. communicate every now and again with people that i still have on messenger yeah couple like group chats mm-hmm. and instagram i really just i have a personal instagram i don't really post mm. a lot of stuff on it but i always i'm seeing what all my friends are yeah oh 100 percent so and then some keeping like, tabs yeah, exactly yeah. so i'll like shoot messages up to people like oh my god like what like what is it yeah 100 percent. no i agree so. i think like the only reason why i have facebook is because of my family like outside of canada 
you know same with like whatsapp those two yeah. connect to each same. other yeah right yeah that was yeah. the big thing right like we kind of forget like before social media especially interacting with people who were overseas was so different. i would have no idea what's going on like i've got cousins yeah. in the netherlands i would have had no idea yeah. what's happening in their lives yeah if there if, if social media didn't exist like i, yeah. I would get like no, like normally, I would just get like a birthday card from them yeah. every well, year, and that would be it. Like you mentioning that is like, like I said, b- back before social media, when we needed to. You guys s- cold? I have a heater here. No, we're good. We're okay. good. We're good. <laughs> um, uh, something you was we were speaking about social media before is when you needed to contact someone. Yeah. You'd have to like buy those cards, calling yeah. cards. You know, like two dollars and fifty cents, five dollars. Yeah. And it was like a limit. It's like 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. And like it doesn't even give you like that's what you would use to contact people, right? And yeah, those guys made a killing until yeah. obviously WhatsApp became international and yeah. Viber and all those other things. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a crazy. Yeah, and that thing changed fast, right? Yeah. Like, how yeah. old is social media? Like 10, 15 years now? Maybe Facebook not even. Facebook for sure is about fifteen years. Yeah, Facebook is fifteen years. Yeah, what I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> You're on it, hundred mm. yeah. percent. Okay, so you were studying in the island, yep. and you flexed the shisha cup on the island. So why don't you tell us just, A, about island life, maybe the shisha life on the island. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, island life was interesting. Um, I, I lived on the island when I did that pre, uh, pre-medical school term type thing. Um, and then <coughs> I realized, I'm like, I don't really want to live in Grenada for the next two years. So mm-hmm. my school actually had this really cool program so I was able to go to England and study oh, wow. in England for a year, which was super dope. Um, I actually loved living over there. <laughs> thing I miss England. most about England for sure is definitely like the pub scene. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's no, like nowhere has a pub scene like quite England? like England does. I mean, Ireland does too. Um, or yeah, so like, like yeah, the UK and yeah, yeah. the British Isles, like all, their pub scene is incredible. Like you get, you don't get anything close. Yeah, oh, I, I don't doubt it. Though I've never been to the Maritimes, but it's, <laughs> it was phenomenal because it's like every, every Friday, my friends and I would finish up our schoolwork and about 10 PM, we'd head down to the pub that was literally just around the corner and we'd sit there, we'd have, uh, like a couple pints of beer, which would cost about like two pounds, which is about five dollars two pounds yeah it was two pounds for a pint of beer it was fantastic so it was was a fun time like so we just like sit there and we talk we'd toss about people in our class we'd bitch and complain about the teachers or schoolwork or whatever yeah it was was honestly honestly phenomenal it was my favorite it's probably one of my favorite parts yeah nice sure and then so after that one year, obviously we had to go back to the island for the... Uh, back the to the year. island. Yeah, so living in Grenada was interesting for a lot of people that had only, that had just um, started medical school at St. George's and just went right into uh, England first. Going to Grenada was a huge culture shock for them um, because it was not a first world country. And oh, yeah. many of them had never lived in not or ever been to not a first world country before. Okay. And so it was pretty eye opening for, for them. Um, me having already been there, I, I was I'm trying to warn people, I'm like, this is what you're going to expect. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's kind of the way it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it was interesting. So every every time we had an exam, um, actually one of the benefits of Grenada uh, is that Grenada has some of the most beautiful beaches in the world, like like rated top beaches in the world. 
Um, and then so one of them is Grand Ants Beach, and then every time Grand what? Grand Ants. Grand Ants. Yeah. And so. Is that big ants? Hmm? Is that big ants? No, it's not A N S E. Oh, Grand Ants. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, they were. Um, so every, every time we had an exam, we'd head down uh, to that beach because our school had a bus because they had um, some rooms over there uh, for the students to live in. So there was a bus directly to the school to that beach. And so we'd all take the bus down <coughs> to the beach. And um, I'd typically just pack a shisha cup and bring it to the beach and every Let's time. Go. So I'd show up fully loaded shisha cup with, I'd have to use quick spark coals, obviously. Oh, I mean, yeah. There was no other option. 100%. So I was, the only downside was I had to use those quick sparks. What, what color cup did you have, bro? Was it green? Green. Yeah, yeah. green mint, eh? Nice. Green mint on the beach. Yeah. Like you're mentioning like quick lights with the, the shisha cup. I'm like, I mean, that was. That's oh, OG. Yeah, that like, was pretty OG. Like, I think I've smoked it a few times with coconuts, but like I said, it's not like the main reason why the cup is what it is. It's it's meant for on the go, and obviously you're not gonna have a burner on the go as well. So, yeah. So yeah. quick lights were ideal, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't blame you, man. You know, I'll forgive yes. you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we'd all be chilling on the beach, and I'd be like, "Hey, who wants to smoke some hookah?" And I pull out the shisha cup, and people would be like, "What the hell is that?" That's a hookah. Yeah. Damn. They're like, it just fits in that small little like 12 ounce cup. I'm like, yeah, shit's great. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah so That's crazy. Yeah. And there, the cups traveled the world. It has. <laughs> it has. Actually, yeah, people have sent us like footage from like really crazy. Like, wasn't it like somebody at like, like a football match? Yeah, yeah. Someone was uh, watching, uh, I think it was, um, I can't, what it, Seahawks? Okay. Seattle Seahawks, is that a team? Yeah, yeah. Yep. He had this cup. At the stadium, and he was smoking it. <laughs> you no, know? and I was like, wow. And then, like, a few years back, too, uh, I had a customer who was smoking the shisha cup. Again, I don't advertise this. He was smoking the shisha cup in the movie theater at Chinook. <laughs> and, 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 like, his thing is like, smoke freely, dog, haha. And I'm like, I, Because, like, some people, yeah. they take, like, because that's the slogan, smoke freely. But, like, some people take it to heart. They're like, yeah, I'm going to smoke freely wherever. The main reason why the cup became what it was is because. I used to go hiking. Yeah. I always break my hookah. I'm like, man, like, it's depressing. I need something smaller, compact, portable. Yeah. And if it falls, it's not going to hurt my wallet. And if it breaks, it won't hurt my wallet. And that's like where the cup came from. But it's crazy how like yeah. the smoke freely concept, it's, yeah. it's become, it's become a movement, you know? Yeah. Like people like smoking in their car, smoking at views, like, and I don't know, like Calgary, especially in yeah. Vancouver and Montreal, Montreal especially shisha is pretty big yeah, yeah right like you go down crescent heights you'll see s at least one person and that's me like there's probably more than one but you see at least one person it doesn't have to be the box or the cup smoking hookah while they're just looking at the view you yeah. know where it's become such a social aspect yeah you know it's like i'll tell you a funny story what's last so uh and it reminded me of like why the cup and the box you know can clutch situations. So a couple weeks before I came here, me and my friends, we were going to a party and we were already smoking the hookah, but yeah. we had my normal proper yeah, yeah. hookah. Oh, the matte pair? The matte pair hookah. Yeah. Um, and um, so I call the Uber and I'm like, should I pack the hookah up and take it? But it's like lit, it's smoking good. Yeah, yeah. I just go to the Uber guy, I was like, yo, you mind if I just smoke this in the car while you take us? And he let us do it, and I was in the passenger seat the with cup? no, with the full matte oh, pair, yeah, yeah. bro, right? Oh, yeah. And so, but then the guy took like a sharp turn, oh, and no. it 
the coals went flying on him. Oh, and Jesus. then, but they kind of fell on the bottom, and I was like, park on the side. And he like pulls over. I put the mad pair on the street, <laughs> and then I like quickly pick it up with the tongs. And I was like, if this is a box. This would, would not, not happen. happen. <laughs> I, like I go on road trips a lot, and the box has never been so like more convenient than ever. Like yeah. I just put it on the passenger seat on yeah. the floor. And then, you know, put the Lotus. You don't even need to worry about it being knocked over because it won't. Maybe yeah. the coals will move here and there, but with the Lotus, it's safe. Yeah. You know? And, like, me especially. Yeah. I, like, I'm very, like, I'm, I care too much. Like, when, anytime I go on a road trip, I always bring the shisha, whether I'm driving or not. And my friend's like, yo, don't bring the carpet. Don't. I'm like, yo, you're with a master. Relax. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. Like, yeah. this is my responsibility. Leave it to me. You just get us to the destination, you know? But, uh, wow, that's actually a funny story with the Uber. Yeah. yeah. Our man was still chill about it. Now I play tennis with him. Shout out. Shout out to him. <laughs> He's an Uber driver? Yeah. 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 No, Uber drivers are nice, man. I remember in Toronto, this one Uber driver, uh, this, is when, this is when, like, it was the cup phase, the shisha cup phase. And I was trying to sell my cups to a bunch of lounges and I went to uh, Habibi's, Habibi's oh, yeah. lounge. And this Uber, uh, taxi actually, it was a taxi, he took me there. And uh, like you said, like I, I was telling him like, yo, can I smoke this in here? He's like, yeah, how long does it need you to take? I'm like, I don't know, five minutes. He's like, he's like why don't you smoke it uh, when, I, uh, when I pick you up, yeah. pick me up. He's like, yeah, I'll drop you off. Here's my number. Send me a text, and then once you come, we'll smoke it together while we drive. Oh shit! And I didn't even know this guy. He was just a he was <laughs> just a taxi driver, and like literally, he dropped me off at Habib's. He took my number, and he texted me every thirty minutes for an update. And then yeah, we, he took me on a nice cruise like through downtown, and I was smoking the cup. And then I remember there's this one song. I don't even know what you guys, if you guys know what it's called, but it's uh it's called something Blanco. It was like a Toronto hit. It's like. Okay. It's like CLE, not Cleveland. I don't know. Some that was the first time I heard the song, and this guy was like gassy. He's like, "Yeah, those are my boys from Brampton." The boys. I'm like, "Oh, sick, boys. man." He's like, "Yeah, oh, man." He's like, boys. "He's like, I'm gonna try and get him connected with the cup." Honestly, I never heard from him when I left, but oh, you know, yeah. but it was like what you mentioned, you know, your Uber driver and stuff, and it's like it's shisha's universal, man. It really is, you know. Some people they look at it like, "Oh." What's gonna happen? What is this? You know, we're like some people are like, oh yeah, man, Chisha's culture. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No worries, do your thing, you know. Legit. Well, Yo. Chisha was even big on the island too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There were a couple places within walking distance of the school campus where people would just go and smoke Chisha. There was this one one place literally just across uh, the street from the campus. It was called Greek Pizza, but it was owned by... Great Pizza or Greek? Greek, oh, Greek okay. Pizza, but it was owned by these Lebanese guys. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, they have Uga. <laughs> and then if you walk, like, just down the road, there was um, this actual, like... Um, oh, my God, I can't remember where that family's from, unfortunately. But they, they were, like, an actual, like, Arab family, like, traditional Arab food. And uh, they, they obviously... They had the much better shisha, yeah, in oh my yeah. opinion, so... Uh, you go to Mexico, they have shisha bars everywhere there now. Especially like in, Really? Yeah, especially like in Maya Riviera, Coba, um, and Cancun. And obviously you got Mexicans making the shisha, you know? Yeah. And uh, I remember 
This was my first trip to Mexico. I always had my shisha on deck, except when we went on like to excursions. I couldn't take it. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, we went to this one shisha bar. I ordered a blueberry mint. I hate blueberry mint, but they only had like three flavors. It's that great mint and apple. I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> so I got blueberry mint and I was smoking it. And then I, I realized like it was burning. And then, you know, I went out of my way and I lifted the tin foil. And I noticed like the bowl was like 40% packed. And I'm like, uh, amigo, you know, <laughs> what is this? You guys cheaping out? You know? Yeah. He said, what do you mean? I'm like, this is like, well, you're trying to get me in for 30 minutes and out. What is this? Like yeah. pack it right or don't pack it at all. It was like $25 USD, which yeah. is technically 32.50 Canadian. Yeah. And that's expensive for, yeah, for shisha. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Like when you go out, you go out, you know, like you shouldn't worry about it. Yeah. But like, you want to enjoy your sesh. You want to have yeah. a good time, especially if you're spending money. You yeah. know me as a person. I don't like going to lounges. And when I do, yeah. I'm that guy. I need to make sure it's perfect. If it's not perfect, I hate to break it to you. I'm not yeah. going to pay for it. I'm going to complain. Make sure it's perfect so I don't complain. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Here you go. Bro. 100%. Yo, I wanted to... Uh, you're talking about that story uh, a couple days ago about... I don't know, you like remove someone's leg or something? Yeah, you gotta tell us the crazy story. So after I did my first two years of preclinical, so the first year was in England, the second year was in Grenada, uh, then I was in the US doing my actual um, clinical years, and that, that's when medical students are like actually in the hospitals. And so that that really is when you're exposed to being an actual doctor. Yeah, actually, oh yeah. you're seeing real patients with real diseases, with injuries and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's like there's no fake patient garbage. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, them. Exactly. Yeah. It's not seeing real people. It's like I hurt my leg. It's like no, the people are saying they hurt the leg. They're they're actually hurt the leg. Yeah. <laughs> their leg is like, <laughs> their like, leg is like, like broken. Like if you're doing a physical exam on these people, you're gonna get positive results. No. So. Um, there were there were definitely a couple really interesting cases during my clinical years. Um, He's got to take a puff. You of, know? Course, yeah. of course, of <laughs> course. Your thing, bro. Yeah. So surgery was definitely where you're gonna see a lot of your really interesting cases because there's a lot of stuff happening in surgery. Surgery is very very busy in the oh. field of medicine. Like if anybody who watches. Grey's Anatomy, there's a reason why that's a really popular show. It's because it's all surgery. Um, it's all different fields of surgery, and surgery is very busy. Lots of different cases oh, yeah. that like really just cover the whole arc of medicine like from many different fields. Um, so it's really fascinating. I'm not the biggest fan of surgery, personally. It's just, it's too much for me. It's too busy. I don't feel like the work-life balance isn't there for me. Oh, yeah. So it's not, it's not a field I can see myself being in. Um, but there's people that absolutely love it and more power to those people. But yeah, so you see a lot of interesting cases and the first case um, That I got to scrub in on uh, <laughs> I actually um, it was an amputation from this patient who had uh, complications and so we unfortunately had to uh, Actually cut off the leg and so the doctor and the resident turned to me They handed me the saw and they're like, all right, here you go <laughs> Just right then and there. Yeah, I was like what? <laughs> this is day one. What do you mean? Here you go. You're the chosen one. <laughs> yeah. You got nobody no else. No prep, no warning. It was like, you're taking off the leg. We're clamping the blood vessels. It's like, okay. So that was my very first case. That was my very first day on surgery. That's what happened. It was... Wow. Definitely an eye-opening experience. Oh yeah, that saw you were telling me about is like special too, right? Yeah, so it's not you're not you're not actually you're not like cutting it off with like an actual saw. It's it's something called a giggly saw. And it's it's a wire with a bunch of 
um, diamond tip blades on oh, it. So you're sawing back and forth. Oh, my leg. Yeah. You were saying you had to like, do stuff yeah, like so this? Yeah, like, so you're using grab the, the weight of the actual patient's um, whatever part of the body you're amputating. You're using gravity to essentially pull uh, the limb down while you're pulling up. Oh, wow. The saw. So it's you, and you have to move quick too, especially like when they start actively bleeding. So that's, oh, that's fun. So there was one part, as soon as I got about halfway through, they're like, okay, you, like, you have to move faster because she's actively bleeding. I'm like, what do you mean move faster? Because I thought I was going pretty fast. Yeah. And they're like, no, you have to speed up. So I'm sitting there, I'm sweating full scrub, like sweating bullets. <laughs> Cut this plug off for yeah. this man. Yeah. So gotta, had to get that off real fast. So wow. But surgery was a success. Uh, patient did well, no complications, um, as far as I'm aware, because we were keeping close eye on her to make sure, because anytime you amputate something, there's always high risk of stuff. Oh, 100%, yeah, you gotta be super careful, yeah. Yeah. And on surgery, I'd seen people, um, coming to the hospital that did experience some minor complications due, mainly just, like, a minor infection was just quickly treated with antibiotics, is the most common thing. But, um, she was, uh, patient was doing well at the end of it, so. Oh, I'm glad, man. How long was that process? I know it probably felt uh, like three hours, but realistically. I think it might have been five. I definitely. Oh, 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 oh shit. Sure. Sure. No, I wasn't eating. No, you, when, you're, when you're on surgery, you don't really eat lunch. You're lucky if you get breakfast. Yeah, oh, yeah. So there's a, reason, there's a reason you don't see many like overweight surgeons, and it's yeah. because they're just not eating. <laughs> okay. Damn, it is. So if I want to lose weight, be that's a, a good career path. Yeah. Right? It's like, you they're gonna be a thin person. Yeah, you do surgery the gym. So work my arms. And of course, you know, surgery wasn't all just in the OR. It was always one one day a week where uh, I was actually in the clinic. We were seeing either patients. We was follow up from after we'd done their surgeries to uh, patients that were um, looking for clearance for surgery or to schedule surgery, and we were trying to determine what surgery we'd be doing and discussing those with them. So that was. Also, really interesting time. And that, that clinic portion was actually my favorite part of surgery. And that just kind of really further cemented my belief that um, family medicine is really the field. For oh, yeah. I really like the clinical work. Um, I mean, maybe I was biased by the fact that my first ever rotation in the clinical side was a family medicine rotation. I had a fantastic time, had a great team, worked with a great doctor. Um, patients were very kind, they were really accepting of students. So, I had a really good first experience with family. Maybe that pushed me in that direction, but I had a feeling I was always kind of going towards that path. Because even in the preclinical years when I was studying, I kind of found I was like a jack-of-all-trades student. I wasn't really good at any one particular field of medicine. Yeah. I was really good at the general principles of the many different fields that we studied in our preclinical uh, years. So when some of the questions, when they got like to the real nitty-gritty of stuff, I'd be, it would be way over my head. And so I'd have to really try to focus on studying those, but typically if it just came to bare bones stuff, um, I was able to explain it really well. And so when, when it came to introductory stuff, I because I had friends um, that were really good in some subjects and bad at others, and they'd ask me, they're like, how, so they, they would just be like, how does this one thing make sense? And I'd be able to explain it to them in a way yeah. that made yeah. sense. And so that, that also really translates well to doing well in family medicine, because if you can explain it to people mm-hmm. in terms sure. they understand, yeah. Um, it develops trust. It develops trust, Confident. yeah. Trust and that, is key, that way the people actually know what's going on. So your 100%. patients are going to understand what's happening. They're going to understand if they have a disease, what the disease is, why we're 
trying these medications or why we're trying these lifestyle modifications or why we're doing both or why we have to take them off certain medications. As long as you can explain it to them, that's yeah. really the goal. And that's, that's the part of MS and I enjoy is really explaining it to people in ways that make sense. Yeah. I found that was a real strong suit of mine. Nice. No, it's good to know what your strengths are, man. And like doubling down on that. Sometimes like I find like the prevailing culture sometimes is like, oh, what are your weaknesses are? You need to like amp those things up. And it seems yeah. I'm like sure it has place for that. But I think like, as you said, like each person, right? Has, has their, their strengths own. And weaknesses yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so, and, and that's how just all of us are built, right? Yeah. Even like in our business, we have to like know, right? what works what doesn't work what we're good at what we might need help with right like yeah, oh yeah like can't do it all i didn't yourself. know all the shisha stuff and i still don't know as much as like you do right <laughs> and there are certain things that i know that i'm able to help you yeah with, oh yeah 100 you know i mean it's like it's a uh, i don't know what the word is but i know what you're you, saying you want to make it a win-win situation it's all that's yeah. what the relationships are yeah, about 100%. it's the same in any type of relationship you have whether it's business romantic professional whatever there's yeah. just in like yeah, oh yeah even like you said romantic it's like you said it's a give and take like relationships especially you know like it doesn't take one person yeah it's a two-way street it's a it's a team effort you know yeah. how i look at it like when you're uh it's just a good example but like when you're you have a partner right you you can't expect it to work if it's a if it's just one person doing all the work and the other one mm-hmm. just chilling you know, or enjoying the ride or whatever it is. Like, it's it's a team effort, you know? And that's why I always, I always like, say, I'm like, yo, you, you're my tag team partner, you know? This is not a singles match. If this was a singles match, I'd already be the champion. You know, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to grab the tag team belts. Yeah. Now, are you down to get the tag team belts? WWE, you... hey? Yeah, we're, it's we're the back. tag team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're back you're trying, here. You're trying to get the tag team belts, I, then we're on the same page. But I need to know what belt you want to go for because obviously there's a lot of single belts and single belts mean you don't need anyone but yourself. Yeah. So give and take. Facts. You know? Uh, you're a big WWE fan, hey? Yeah, bro. You too. But not not as much. I've more recently got into it because my friends have gotten into it. So <coughs> I love wrestling, yeah. bro. I mean, I've got a couple friends that are super into wrestling, and yeah. it's like they've really started to share more with the rest of the friend group, and we've kind of gotten into it. And it's because of that. Yeah, but and it's it's entertainment. You know, mm-hmm. like that's one thing. Like you know, I, you know how many times I hear wrestling's fake, wrestling's this. I'm like, yeah, man, shut up. <laughs> it's called WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, yeah. right? And that's why I watch yeah. it. I watch yeah. it as entertainment. Like I know, for example, I know some friends that be watching The Bachelor. I'm like, what the hell are you watching? <laughs> you know, you're watching one guy trying to fall in love with thirty other. Trying girls. so hard. Yeah, my <laughs> sister actually, her, her and her friends started their own podcast. Uh, this year for the the bachelor really yeah. oh wow so what they the, make predictions and stuff no they're gonna get eliminated about the episode well they, yeah they're kind of making predictions they're like well, it's like we want to kind of see these guys succeed it's like why these guys are good and this guy's trash or this girl's good or this girl's good, whatever um <laughs> like whatever whether it's the bachelor or the bachelorette or well, I gotta ask bachelor you. in paradise yeah. uh, would you would you be in that show no yeah i wouldn't either man. i'm not good looking I'll- enough no, it's not about good looking. I, honestly, I just have you don't... seen them on that show? Yeah, man, they're, they're all... all Chads. Yeah, they're every literally... single one of them. Chad, Chadley, Chadster. Each one, each one has like a ten pack. Chad is on. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, man. I was, I, was having a com- I was having a conversation with someone. They're like, oh, would you be in that show? I'm like, why? I'm like, I'm not going to fall for a girl while a, a, another 29 fall for her. <laughs> yeah. Like, why break my heart? You know? No. Would, would like, I go for the vacation? Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Bachelor in Paradise would be fun as yeah, hell. 100%. Yeah. I'd go there just to have a good time. You know, I would even, like, I would even care about, like, meeting this girl. You know, I would even meet her. I would, like, when's the first elimination? One weekend? Fuck it. One week vacation. Yeah. You know? I'll take it. But, like, I'm like, not. First elimination is day one. Oh, word, eh? Yeah. That oh, you show yeah. up and they fly you back out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Actually, they pull up in a limo and introduce themselves and then they hand out the roses and whoever Damn, I might, rose I might have to play my cards then. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just, just for a week. I just want a week, you know? You, you bring know? the shisha to the show, right? 100%. Cheers. I would. <laughs> I, that would be my personality. Yeah. You smoke shisha. Well, like, like, what, what's funny is that a lot of those guys on the show are there for the exposure that the show brings. They're not necessarily there oh, yeah. to fall in love or whatever. Oh, yeah. They're, they're I don't doubt it. Rep their own brand. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I don't yeah. doubt it. Like, most of these, like... They'll fall in love afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, there's all these, like, shows like Love is Blind or Too Hot to Handle and stuff. Like... And now they, like, cross their actors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, I heard about that. That's kind of weird. I mean, yeah, because she got, like, so, some of these actors got so much exposure, like, well, let's bring her back, but this time, we'll bring her back to a different show, not that show. I don't know. That shit's stupid. <laughs> but, uh, yo, uh, I think we should uh, discuss what's happening around the world. Sure. There's a lot. There is a lot. So, what do you guys want to start with first? Oh. You know, there's... Um... We got elections. Elections? <laughs> yeah, we got it. Yeah, we got, Canada's got the elections coming oh, up. Yeah, you, let's start off with Calgary here, because <laughs> this mayoral election is whack. Who's on? I, there's I 22 know. people. Holy shit. It's total garbage. I'm like, we need to have a pre-mayoral election just to eliminate candidates. Because if we just elect with these 22 people or who There's are 22 however, people? There's 22 running. people on the ballot for mayor or something. It's in the 20s. I don't know even one of might them. might even be 20. Wow. But it's it's ridiculous. Like you need to wow. pare down those numbers. Yeah. Should be five. I think yeah, like I they need to have a mud fight. Yeah, no, I think they need to draft it out. They need an obstacle course. Vote. <laughs> well, because it's like if we if we do this mayoral election, whoever wins the majority, it's gonna be maybe ten percent. You know what would be great is that if they put those mayoral like, those candidates in like a reality show where they kind of get like tested in different ways. And that way, I can just watch the episode. I'm pretty sure like, it was a Black Mirror episode about that. Oh, oh really? No, I think you're right. No, I, I've watched I'm that show. Sure there's a show. That like show that. is very futuristic and like scary. Yeah. You know, especially the one well, with the social media rating. Oh, oh god. Yeah. That one. Yeah. That's reality. Yeah. Literally yeah, yeah. Re- reality. That happened in China. Apparently, they already yeah, have, they have a, a social system, credit bro. score. Weird. Yeah. Eh? Oh wow. Yeah. Damn. They track you and shit, bro. Well, they track you right now. Bro. No, I know, but like their tracking is connected directly to the government. Wow. You know? And then the government kind of like gives you credits. Like now you can get this job or you can go here and you can go there because you're, you're a stud. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah. It's kind of nuts. I don't know if I could live like that. You know? No, I, I don't know, that's, man. That's just way too restricting. Yeah. I feel like, cause like I, I know a lot of people who don't have social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're happy people. At least when I like meet up with them and stuff. But they're yeah. they're happy people. They're doing well. They know they're not. Ch- we're like people who have social media they look happy but again yeah like imagine like somebody told your parents now that you need to get into social media and now prove your worth they're gonna be like what yeah what are you guys well, talking about yeah. <laughs> my dad doesn't even know how to use his phone man <laughs> yeah I swear you know half the time he'll like come he's like yeah i'm trying to take a photo and my camera's not working i'm like uh 
you deleted the app. I don't know how you did that. <laughs> the camera yeah. app. Like, I don't know how you did that, but I'll I'll figure it out. Or like, or like, oh, oh yeah, you know? man. Or like, the funniest thing is uh, so my dad shares my uh, iCloud or yeah. my Apple ID. Yeah. And when he gets a new phone or I get a new phone, it just connects all all of us. So one day I was like texting one of my buddies, and the messages weren't going through. They were yeah. going to my dad. Yeah. And you know. Like this guy was like not he stopped responding and I'm like what the hell like we were having like a serious convo yeah and then you know I went downstairs and I'm like I'm like I just told my dad I'm like yo and I, before I could even say anything he's like yeah this random guy is texting me about uh, you know was, yeah keep it PG yo and I'm like oh whoa 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 whoa, whoa. talk about coffee you know I'm like oh let me see let me see, let me see. I'm like oh yeah that's, let, me, let me switch that for you, you know? right and then like yeah it's. Cause like it's true, man. Cause like the older generation, that they're not used to social media. They don't have they, to be. Yeah, and you don't have to be. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to be. But like you're saying, like oh, let's say like, you know, your like, grandma oh, or something. Yeah, you, know, you have to, you know, show your worth with social media. Then like that's gonna wipe out half the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Well, I don't even use social media that much. Like I'd have to get back into it. And I don't want yeah. to do that. Oh yeah, I'm stick yeah. to not being in it, bro. Trust me. Yeah. If it wasn't for my the business, I would be a ghost. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. Fair. But, uh, okay, so the elections, no one cares. Uh, <laughs> like, honestly, like, if we if we keep up with the mayoral candidates, they do, like, we don't care down these numbers. We may have to, like, change the way we elect them. We might have to introduce something called, like, ranked choice uh, voting, where you <coughs> give, like, at least, like, a top three candidate. Yeah. And that, would, that way you get a better majority number, because it would filter them all out through process of elimination. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you... Vote like one, two, three, and then at least hopefully one of your top three gets in. Or you'd be lending your vote to those three people, and then whoever gets the majority <coughs> out of all those combined three votes would have a stronger majority and be a better representation of what the people want. Yeah. So, and it would be a lot. It would be a lot easier to do in a city for ranked choice voting because it's not something that we have. I know that. Um, there are different provinces that have tried ranked choice voting, um, or different cities that have tried ranked choice voting, and it seems to be a better system. Alternative. Yeah. yeah, it's it's actually a better electoral system mm-hmm. right now. So. And on the federal level, I heard like part of Justin's, aka our prime minister, um, Justin P. Trudeau. Justin's uh, pitch this time is. If I get elected again, he's going to make, um, like, even for domestic travel, you're going to need, you know, be vaccinated for sure. Well, that's how it, now in Vegas, yeah, you need proof of vaccination to go into the stadium. So we're speaking about wrestling earlier. Yeah. So SummerSlam is this Saturday, and I was actually planning on going there, but uh, long story short, it didn't work out. But now they're saying, in order to go inside the stadium, you need proof that you're vaccinated. fully vaccinated. Right? Yeah. And remember when it's like, oh, yeah, it's totally voluntary if you get vaccinated. Yeah. It, is, it is your choice to get vaccinated. It's yeah. totally voluntary. Yeah. And it's totally the free choice yeah. of a company who's running the stadium yeah. to tell you whether or not you can go in depending yeah. on your vaccine yeah. status. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, the freedom of choice goes both ways. That's yeah. what yeah. so many people yeah. seem to have forgotten. It's yeah. like, no, no, no. It's not just your freedom of choice. It's everyone's, everyone's freedom, freedom yeah. of choice. Yeah. And you want to know what? Sometimes your freedom of choices are going to butt heads. Yeah. And that's... That, that's like, the problem. That's the conflict. Yeah. And so, so many people <coughs> forget that it's like, no, your freedoms end where other people's freedoms begin. Yeah. Like, that's the boundary. And yeah. so, 
if you're starting to push your freedoms onto other people and are interfering with their freedoms, then that's no longer a personal freedom thing for them. Yeah, 100%. You know what's a freedom that I want? In Quebec, you cannot smoke shisha outside. What? Yeah, that, that makes no sense. You can yeah. smoke cigarettes, you can you smoke the Mary J's, yeah. you can smoke crack. crack. But you can't smoke shisha. No. It doesn't make any sense. Hey, it is how it is. So, so you know, if, if a candidate wants to put that on the ballot, you got my vote. <laughs> that's what I'm that's saying. That's it. Well, that's, well, you got my vote as well. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll get, get back. I'll, I'll get you 10 other votes too. You know? <laughs> Just ten, <laughs> 10 more. I promise. Put it over. Y'all, yeah. I'll shut you out on my page. Just to vote. I'm, yeah. I probably won't be going to Quebec anytime soon. But, you know? but uh, KO, I think uh, I, I, I want to mention... I mean, there's so much going on in the world aside of like everything. Uh, there was one video that has been stuck in my mind. Yeah. It was in Afghanistan, a bunch of bunch of people uh, hopping on a plane, like literally outside of a plane and just yeah. flying. And personally, I don't know exactly what's going on. Like, I'm not too zoomed into it. I just know it's just a big ass mess. Yeah. But I think the one thing that caught my attention the most is that video where yeah. people were literally on top of the plane hopping in because I don't I think put it right here put it right here bro I think uh, I think because I've seen like uh, someone say do you think people want to f- like get on that plane they, they'd rather be in the sky than the ground of what's happening yeah. right and uh, I don't know man I think just in general it's a little messed up like you think that's like something from a movie scene. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, and it's tough. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I don't know. I feel, I personally believe the Taliban is just something the U.S. made up. And it's just been... Oh, they absolutely did. Right, they, just like with they, Bin Laden. They, they created the Taliban yeah. to fight the Russians. Yeah, exactly. Like long ago. And then, you know, they did the same thing back then as they did now. It's been, you know been like what full 30 years since the soviet union collapsed yeah and they're still doing the same mistakes of introducing themselves as a power establishing themselves as the go-to power and then just uprooting themselves and leaving a big old power vacuum and that's just going to invite whoever can get in yeah. there the fastest. That's and what that's happened with ISIS gonna be, as well. It's going to yeah. be extremist groups oh, yeah. because they can organize the quickest. And the th- funniest thing about ISIS that you mentioned, RJ, is like, where is ISIS? It just disappeared. ISIS. <laughs> the ISIS. They're, they're, still, they're still around. They're... It's just like, even like this, like this Bin Laden, like when he died and stuff, buddy, Bin Laden was never real. He was just like, like he was, you know, he was a figurehead. Yeah, he was just a yeah. figurehead, just to be like, oh, that's what a terrorist looks like, or whatever. Yeah. And then I remember I was watching wrestling, and my favorite wrestler, John Cena. I'm not forgive you for that. You're still my favorite. He literally like after his match, he got up and he was like, "We got him. We got him." <laughs> and I was like, "No, Cena. No. <laughs> you know what? What are you? No, man. You're a, don't be a puppet. You know, yeah, don't be yeah. a puppet. You I know? mean, he did the whole." He's still a puppet because he did that. Of he apologized to, you know, China for saying that Taiwan was independent. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's what happens when you uh, are up there and you make. Well, not, it's not about even making money. Basically, when you sell your soul. Yeah. You know, like 
best example I can give you is all these artists, you know, like, uh, look at Juice, uh, look at all these, uh, like, 6 9 yeah. Juice World, um, XXX, they're all dead. Yeah. Why are they all dead? Yeah. Because they sold their soul. And then they realized, they literally, like, yeah, they OD'd and whatever, but they real, once you sell your soul, that's it. Yeah. You know, Eminem sold his soul once. Yeah. And then, you know, he fought back. Yeah. Now he's not the center of attention. Yeah. Remember Lady Gaga? Oh, yeah. She was on top of the world. Yeah. She was wearing meat dresses. Yeah. Which never made, you know, because she sold Nicki yeah. Minaj. Yeah. You know, but what happened, you know. They like, all talk about it, too. Yeah, 100% they all talk about it. Jay-Z, one of the biggest ones. You know, he probably yeah. s- still is. Yeah, I mean, Lady Gaga, like when she was on top of the world, she did it to make money, and now she's doing kind of what she wants to. She's yeah. actually just she either just recently performed in New York with Tony Bennett, who's like ninety five. Oh yeah, and those were his last ever shows, and she performed them with him because she actually performed with him in Vegas like forever ago. Like she like she would um, like when every time she had a concert in Vegas, she would try to have him on. And they would do duets, uh, duets of like with hit, any, any of his songs that had duets. Yeah, she she would be the female portion of those duets. Yeah, and because like because that's that's music she actually loves and wants to make a lot of, like that. So that's the thing with a lot of artists is that sometimes they don't really make music that they want to make. They're making yeah. music that they know is gonna sell. And yeah. actually, this weird as which is all sound, the dead. That's what Justin Bieber did at the start. He absolutely yeah. you could tell that he didn't wanted to make like his he, you could tell his heart wasn't like you can tell when an oh, yeah. artist's heart is actually in the music that they're making oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure speaking about music one last thing before we wrap things up just finish this hot cheeto puff do it it's really good to hear your oh, voice God, say my stop. name it sounds so sweet for everyone Coming out there the lips this of is an angel. Mo Shisha singing Lips of an Angel. Lips of an Angel. That's a banger. And uh, shout out. Very formative time in music. (laughs) Formative. One of the, honestly. (laughs) Probably I listened to a lot of Omarion. I swear my heart. (laughs) Old music is good, yo. Because like, all these new. Define old music. Well, like old, like I'm talking like 90s, 2000s. When you were a teenager. Yeah, no. No? Isn't that old for you? I mean, like before I was even born, man. Like the 90s. The, the, two, the early 2000s because now all these artists as you said they're singing shit that doesn't even make sense first of all that's basically killing your brain cells or you think I listen to podcasts when I'm going on a drive the only time I ever listen to music is when I'm at the gym and lately it's been EDM because sometimes I just want to listen to the beat I don't even yeah. care about what these guys are yeah. saying dude if I listen to something I know the lyrics to I just end up singing the lyrics exactly and I lose my breath I yeah, can't I'm do a, other shit right I'll be, like, yo, I was, the other day I was singing uh, that one uh, Jennifer L- uh, Lopez song it's like uh no, not Jennifer Lopez. It was Destiny's Child. It's like, say my name, say Jennifer my name. Lopez. You know, and no one's bound. You say, baby, I love you. I'm like, damn, I know this song. Why am I singing it? You know, I just want to listen to it. Yeah. But yo, uh, we're just about done here, bro. Yes, I think sir. we're just reaching an hour. Yeah. Uh, time actually flew for this episode. That last episode, the time was going very slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, straight up, man. Thank you for being part of the talks, oh, bro. 100%, man. Talks, Appreciate no. it. I, I had a really good time, man. I actually learned learned a lot man from your wise words so uh, you've you've opened uh, my third eye <laughs> no chakras no, are his job Shy. <laughs> but uh i got nothing else to say you guys know where to find us uh, it's shisha don s-h-double-e s-h-double-a-d-o-n uh scopes are coming 
make sure you pre-order it so you get a goodie bag. You got anything to say, bro? That's it. Keep smoking freely, guys. You, you want to throw your handles or anything? Probably not, eh? No, I'm not really no. on social This guy's a doctor. He doesn't <laughs> care about social media. I'm him. Anyways, bro, again, thank you. Thank you. I got nothing left to say other than smoke freely. We out. Ciao. Later.